potassium per 12 ounce. The Cardinals say Adam Wainwright will not be their opening day starter after all. Wainwright has a groin strain and will start the season on the IL. Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament tips off tonight with Kansas State and Michigan State up first at the Garden. UCLA plays Gonzaga in Las Vegas in the final game of the night. The Iowa women set to face Colorado in the Sweet 16 of the women's NCAA tournament tomorrow in Seattle. 6.30 start for that one. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Where every Thursday, Bubba's boneless wings are half price. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Number two, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Website dedicated to the uh, Big 12. Uh, he will join us. He'll help us out with the Texas matchup, the K-State matchup, uh, with uh, Matt Poston's coming up here at 1230, and then Trent's plays of the day. Right now, Wade Looking, Bill, his final appearance during the, well, the season's over, but we'd like to recap with our buddy Wade Looking, Bill, and he joins us. Wade, uh, thank you uh, for uh, jumping on. Thank you for what you uh, did for us all season long. Certainly grateful for that. 19-14 and 14 overall, 11-9 and 9 conference play. You know, on the surface, you look at the records, that's it's all right. Uh, your thoughts, Wade? Yeah, you know, um, hey, first off, thanks for having me on, too. And you can always call me, like, mid-July, and we can break break down the NL Central, you know, if, if, if you want. Yeah, if you want. But, Deal. Um, hey, um, yeah, you know, if you would have said before the season started I was going to finish fifth in the Big Ten and make the NCAA tournament, I think people would have been okay with that. It would have been nice to get a win in the tournament. But I just think there was so much more they could have done. You know, you lose twice to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. twice to Ohio State, twice to Nebraska. Yep. And then you, the biggest problem with Iowa down the stretch was they played themselves into that 8-9 game. And if you look at that, so Northwestern was a seventh seed, um, uh, who, uh, who am I missing? Um, who's other uh, Big Ten team that was this? Michigan, Michigan State was a seven. Even at Penn State at a ten, ten yep. their matchups were exponentially better mm-hmm. than the eight nine teams. Auburn's pretty good. Arkansas's an eight. They're still alive. Um, there's just so much difference in those seven ten versus the eight nine games, and that's where Iowa got in trouble. They just could not win games down the stretch, whether it was Nebraska. Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament ended up in that in that coin flip game, and it it, it cost. We saw Peyton Sanford able to pull out of the slump. We saw certainly some high highs from Tony Perkins. Those two guys are feeling like at least offensively you're building blocks going into next season. How much more upside do you see with both Perkins and Sanford as they become a senior on one side and an upperclassman with Sanford? I see a lot. I see a lot. I I see you know. Tony Perkins won that Illinois game single-handedly at 32. And Peyton Sanford had 20-plus on the road at IU. I mean, it's just something. Even even in the NCAA tournament, I thought Iowa, I thought against Auburn, Iowa was a little bit scared. I thought they played a little bit, again, scared, especially that first half. But not Peyton Sanford. He won. He was shooting the ball, yep. doing his thing. Um, it, it's just something where, you know, they're, they're losing some really good players. I think the class coming in is pretty good, but in this day and age of NIL and COVID and, and extra year, you can't rely on freshmen. 
you cannot rely on freshmen. Even with Arkansas, they got two first rounders, two lottery picks that are freshmen. They didn't even play hard against Kansas. You know, they, or, or they didn't score. It just had five or six points combined. You have to have other pieces besides the young guys, and I think that comes, like you guys were talking about earlier, that comes where Iowa's got to find two players in the portal. Uh, were you surprised that Aaron Eulis has decided to move on? You know, I I thought it'd be DeSante Bowen. I, I, yeah, I thought me too. he was going to go. I, 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 I was, I'm still surprised how little he played really after the first of the year. It was really strange, because it wasn't like Eulis was lighting it on fire. I mean, he had a couple good games here and there, but um, yeah, I, I just think it's something where when Aaron came to Iowa, I think he's a real nice player, but he was their fourth choice at that position. You know, I, I think it was something where that's who they got because, you know, every, people went other places. So um, I think they liked Asante Bowen. I, I like him too. Um, the kid from Moline is kind of intriguing, little mm-hmm. 5'11 white kid, but he's got some shake. He's, he's got some got some flair to him. I think they need some of that. Um, I just wish Aaron all the best. And, you know, it just, it just, it, it's the new norm. It really is. And you see starters, guys that saw minutes and just leaving the program. And now the one-time transfer exemption certainly makes it a lot easier for these guys to do it. Now, those off-season conversations, is that something that you guys had with Dr. Tom? And again, we're in a different, completely different period right now with the transfer portal than back then when you were playing. But what were those out-of-season conversations like? And when you met with the coach and he talked about maybe your future with the program? Yep, absolutely. So every... Every you know, once the season was over, whether it was NCAA tournament or you know, one year we, we didn't make it, we, we weren't very good. Um, you'd have a week off, a week or two off, and you know, Tom would go, you know, again back then you go play golf, he would, or the, you know, he just kind of decompress a little bit, and and then everybody had a set time, and he met with coach, and mm. it was you know, this is what you did well, this is what we need to work on the next year. Um, there were times when kids kind of got squeezed out, so to speak, mm-hmm. but. It's nothing like it is now. I, it, it's almost like Coach McCaffrey's got to re-recruit Tony Perkins yep. here this spring. That's a good point. I'm sure his, I'm sure his phone is mm-hmm. is ringing. A guy like Peyton Sanford. Can can you imagine like a team like Purdue? Could they have used a shooter maybe a mm-hmm. little bit or somebody like that? So it's something where you're almost re-recruiting kids every nine months, and I, it it has changed a lot. And I don't I don't envy. The position I was in, or Iowa State, or, or or any of these programs. You you mentioned Purdue and, and Painter's lost to what thirteen of fifteen in his sixteen. It's just remarkable. Um, what yeah. what's going on there? Because boy, oh boy, Zach Eady seven four. And we talked about the guards. One day you watch them, but they're freshman guards. And look at the the, the veteran guards that uh, Chris Collins had. Looked at the spot that they were in. Purdue, how big of an upset? And uh, or should we be getting used to this with the Boilers? Yeah, it's so. Well, Purdue is just they—they they are they are built to win in the Big Ten. They won the regular season title. They won the conference tournament title. That's hard to do. But if you just speak in in the Big Ten in general, whether it's Iowa, Indiana, Purdue, even Michigan State to some extent, I, I thought they got pretty fortunate with their draw, and they just and and uh, Joey Hauser made some shots. Yeah. That's why they're still playing. But if you look at those four teams, those teams are not built for success in the tournament. They just really aren't. The way they Indiana Purdue play, they have a dominant inside force. And I love Matt Painter. Great coach, great coach. But they did not play one minute of zone defense this year, the entire year. 
And I, I just don't know how you can be in this day and age where, especially when you have seven four on one end trying to guard six four on the other, it just it, it, it's just not going to work. And I, I just think you have to evolve. I think Iowa football is kind of a good example of that. They're finally evolving a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Purdue's got talent. I, I think I think Zach's going to come back. Next. I, I don't know really where he has to go. You know, mm-hmm. he's a late second rounder. He's going to be in the G League. Yeah. Um, I think they can maybe get him some more money. They're trying to change the international rules so guys like that can, that. can, can get yeah. money, which they should. Yep, they should. I agree. Um, so are they Virginia from a couple years ago? You know, maybe, maybe, because mm-hmm. they got some pieces in there. They do. But, but the way the Big Ten plays, again, that post-presence, it just does not translate to, to tournament success. Also, the theory of the style of play, the way that the Big Ten is and the grinded-out nature, and we talked about the terrible officiating and the Tom Izzoization of this conference, and maybe it's ruined it at a national level, and you can't compete for a national championship. Guys have got there, but ultimately can't cut down the nets. Do you, do you buy into that, that, hey, let's get back to a flowing offense. Let's get back to the days when you were playing Wade and, and actually let... Guys cut without being grabbed. Let guys come off screens without getting chucked down to the floor. Clean up the inside play. Do you buy into that at all? I do a little bit. I I watched that Purdue game, you know, start to finish, and Zach E shoots an air ball the first time he gets the ball because because he got fouled, and it's just something where they, hmm. he gets fouled a lot and doesn't get called. Now, could you call it every time? Well, maybe, maybe. But here's the thing with college basketball. So between NIL transfer and i think another big thing that has hurt especially the blue blood programs is overtime elite and when guys can go right in the g league because all those guys that are whether it's the thompson twins that are coming out this year overtime elite or guys that are going right to the g league those guys would have been at duke carolina you know kansas michigan or high level programs so those guys are not playing in college for blue blood teams now you see other teams sneak up COVID years. You've got upperclassmen playing against freshman guards from Purdue, mm-hmm. and that's what happens. And it's just something where we have a couple more years of that, but, again, that, that margin for error is changing so much. And every game is like an NBA game. You have to keep shooting the basketball, no lead safe. Um, but I just think the way the Big Ten plays in general, it's just, you know, and they've had teams make the Final Four. I I, 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 I looked it up, and I was kind of surprised how many teams have made the Final yep. Four, but I think Michigan State in 2000 is the last mm-hmm. chance. So, yeah, yeah. And then one team in, 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 in the Sweet 16. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Penn State's role? We'll get to Shrewsbury, the fact that he's moving on, which is too bad for the conference, I think. Uh, but, uh, you know, you see one of these teams every now and then just, just gets on a heater uh, that Penn State was. And Trent got on one because he identified him early and kept betting him time after time after time. And they get all the way to the uh, to the conference championship before maybe running out of gas or maybe just running out of time because they had a chance to win that basketball game. Uh, Penn State's run at the end there. Good to see. Yeah, absolutely. I like Michael Shrewsbury. I, I met him just in passing. He was at Boston with the Celtics. He was at Purdue. Um, he's a good coach, really good coach. And it's it's too bad when the Big Ten does lose those young coaches like that. Um, but he's a Midwest guy, so I, I think that made more sense for him to go to Notre Dame. You know, it's something where they got tough kids, and they got their 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 heavy guard lineup, which plays really well come March. But it, it, it's interesting because they were in the playing game last year. They won. I forget who their 10 seed was they beat this year, but 
it wasn't like he made a sweet 16 or or an elite eight run but 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 he's a guy that's been places again Celtics I think he was I forget where else he was at but 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 Purdue it's a great hire for Notre Dame but again it, it's almost the same program you know Penn State's heavy football mm-hmm. Notre Dame's yeah, all obviously heavy football so it's not like he's walking into a place where he can have success right away it, it takes some time certainly does Wade uh, it we mentioned evolution you brought up Iowa football, you know, what they've done defensively and continuing to change over the quarter century of Kirk Ferentz there. Now, there's still some things that need to be done offensively, but there has been evolution with that program. Fran McCaffrey, is there anybody out there that can get in his ear and say, look, you got to do something better defensively. You have to, you have to evolve. You have to adapt. He's a very prideful guy. He is a guy that, fairly tough, certainly there. Is there anybody out there that could get Fran to actually evolve his program a little bit? You know, I I don't know. I mean, I, I you know Iowa basketball today kind of is like the way we played with Tom Davis thirty some odd years ago. Great offensively, mm-hmm. and just okay on defense. And I think Iowa's getting better on 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 defense, but it just was was something where you know with Garza and and both Murray brothers, and I think we camp a lot of talent, a lot of talent last year. You know, Keegan. And Chris and Rabacha, a lot of talent. This year, you know, probably a little bit less amount of talent. And then next year, it's it's going to be something where they're going to have to find pieces and, and almost rebuild. But I, I, I think it's something now, Trent, where if if they don't get better defensively, then this is kind of what we're going to get. We're going to get a nice run in the Big Ten tournament like last year. But... It's just something where you watch that Auburn team, and they came out and guarded our guys thirty feet from the basket, mm-hmm. and, and our guys were kind of like, "Oh, this is uh, <laughs> this is different." Um, now, if we come down and make some shots, it's a whole different game. But that night, you know, they just couldn't rely on scoring, so you got to be able to win defensively. Uh, Wade, uh, looking bills. I guess a couple more minutes. Wade, how will you remember Connor McCaffrey, Philip Robracha? And I guess we could throw Chris Murray into the equation too, because it seems like he won't be back. But how about those three? The contribution that they made as Hawkeyes. I, th- I think it was unbelievable. I think it was terrific. I mean, Connor, you know, for all the heat he took, and and just you know, whether it was social media, great college basketball player, just just a leader on that team. You know, baseball was never really healthy. Um, it was something where. He, did, he he played a big part of that team's success. And then with Chris, you know, it's got to be hard to be Keegan Murray's twin brother. You yeah, know, Chris true. is really good, yeah. but he's not quite as good as Keegan. Now, maybe he will be someday, but he, he hasn't gotten there yet. But still, first-round draft pick, but his brother went four. And and to, to embrace that and say, hey, I'm going to do what I do, and be third team All American, first team All Big Ten is terrific. And then with what Philip Baracha, Philip Baracha, he's going to make a lot of money playing basketball. Mm. It, it's going to be overseas. It's mm-hmm. going to be, but he has got some game and he's got some toughness. And if he can, you know, I think his free throw shooting improved. If he can get anything like a eighteen or twenty foot jump shot, he's going to make a lot of money playing basketball. And I was going to miss those guys next year. Uh, who did you pick before the tournament started? Now that we're down to sixteen, do you need a redo? And if so, who? I got I got Alabama. I got Alabama. So I know you said karma's going to bite them, but um, they just <laughs> look different yet. than other teams. They just look. I mean, yeah. even the Miller kid didn't score the one night. Right, right. Three points, and they still ro- rolled. Um, 
I like Houston too. You know, the Sasser guys giving them enough. They they just they just got dudes. Arkansas, they they just got those teams mm-hmm. look different than not just Iowa, but but the Big Ten in general. And it's just it's glaring how different our conference plays compared to some of the others. Wade looking, Bill. As always, Wade, thank you uh, for doing this. Uh, last uh, At the end of last season, we all, we all the three of us got together for lunch. If that'll work, I think it's Trent's turn to buy, or was it my oh, turn, right. Trent? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What are you talking about? I usually <laughs> buy over there, Miller. <laughs> yeah, no, What's this, there's dust collecting on that wallet over there. Uh, Wade, thank you, brother. For, yeah, and, 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 and thank you guys for all you do just for our local sports, whether it's college, high school. It's fun. Thank you. Thank you, Wade. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. Talk to you next year. Uh, Wade Looking Bill helps us out on a weekly basis with Iowa. Pretty good resource right there. Who got our bill? You did. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. Last I was time, being facetious. Last two times at the steakhouses uh, in Vegas. Who you got did. Those? Yes, yeah. I think you did. You did. Brought, Saturday you brought uh, bought breakfast yeah, at, uh, at Drake. Down. I'm just going to keep piling good. these things up. <laughs> you yeah. Then you're uh, really going to owe me. Uh, that was good, Drake Diner, wasn't it? It was. I hadn't been there in so long. Oh, it's either. a good breakfast place. Yes. I like it. Yeah, you you're don't a, go hungry. You're a huge breakfast guy too. I'll eat breakfast, and I yeah. don't. I really don't need to eat for the rest of the day. So you're hitting up Bacon Nation at the D. Uh huh. Which, if you haven't been there, poof. There were some reviews early on that it was a little tough. In fact, the time I tried to go there, we couldn't get in, mm-hmm. or it was going to be over an hour wait. Sounds like they've kind of cleared out a little bit of those issues, yep. but people say the food is incredible. And yeah, it really is. Um, if you're on a diet, maybe you want to stay yeah, away. Probably. <laughs> Not what you're really probably looking for at that point. Right. The heavy pancakes or the waffles. The cholesterol, the blood right pressure's a little, the doctor's got you watching some stuff. You might want to stay away, but if you're clear, oh boy, it's good. It's good. You hitting a steakhouse? Have a reservation Saturday night. I uh, got a couple of reservations Saturday night. We're going, um, yeah, I don't know. Andiamo? That, we have a reservation there on Saturday. So I, I got know. reservations everywhere. I'm going to cancel tomorrow. I'm just going to kind of figure out what's what. Yeah, what everybody wants to do. Because mm-hmm. it's my stepson's 40th birthday. I mean, this trip's been planned for, I didn't even know there was a regional there. It's when we made this When we made these plans. Why are these prices so much more expensive it's than I thought? It's crazy, right? Oh, it's going to be fun, though. Speaking of that, did you see where UConn was staying? I did, at the Luxor. And what they left. What the hell? And they left. Though, of course they did. Apparently, a couple of the rooms hadn't been cleaned. I'm not or... surprised. Yeah. It's, a, it's a unique property. Sure. It's unique property. It's a dump. Okay, I said unique. <laughs> but, it... but your word works, too. <laughs> Uh, I stayed there once, and the only reason I stayed there, I got a suite for like for like a song, mm-hmm. and it was nice. It was big, but um, no, I never want to stay there again. The best part about the Luxor is the tunnels into the Mandalay shops. Yes, because Rerods and I, it's my one of my favorite spots in spots in Vegas on your way to Mandalay Bay is an Irish bar with really good food, mm. and it's it's a lot of fun. I'm very comfortable there. Yeah, I spent a lot of nights there. Um, Spent a lot of my company's money there, um, but yeah, the light. So where did they where did they go? Do you I know? don't remember hearing where they ended up. But I just, and who made those arrangements? Well, it's got to be the NCAA. It has to be. So are they going cheap? <laughs> I guess. 
I mean, of all the places in Las Well, they Vegas, certainly didn't go top end if they're sta- they no. put them in the Luxor. So proximity-wise, is that I, right? Yes, I think that was a big part of it. So it's the Park MGM, mm-hmm. it's the Luxor, it's Mandalay Bay, MGM uh, is across the street. I think they ended Cosmo's up- a couple of, I mean, a Cosmo's within a block. I think that's maybe where they ended up, either Cosmo or Mandalay Bay, for whatever reason, those two, when you said Or the two. Delano, which is the non-gambling portion of mm-hmm. the Mandalay Bay, it used to be called The Hotel, or The Hotel. Uh, yeah, it must be proximity, but boy, they drew the short straw. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so I did. I saw the story. I didn't realize that they checked in and immediately said, no, 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 yeah, no. We're getting out of here. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, 25 after, we're headed to uh, Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Uh, we'll get into the uh, Big 12. Uh, K-State, Michigan State tonight. Are you going to share your opinion uh, on that game tonight at 10 minutes before 1? Yes, that is officially now part of my plays. It was one of the leans I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I had two leans and two plays. I now have three plays and one lean. And you know what? By 12.50, <laughs> we'll probably have four plays. And a couple of hockey plays, Hell a little yeah. dabble with the NBA. Not tonight, not tonight. We're staying away from that garbage. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.1800 bets off. If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC. Zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. iHeartRadio app now. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circus Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circus Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call Problem Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent Condon here again for the Urology Center of Iowa. Well, the big bracket is here, but that doesn't mean you can't find sports on TV to watch after your vasectomy. We got baseball's opening day right around the corner. How about if you're a golf fan, that beautiful tournament in Augusta and the Urology Center of Iowa is taking appointments right now for vasectomies. Give them a call, 515-400-3550 or schedule online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it. KNA. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866 or online wolfroofing.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent's plays of the day. 
Coming up here in about 15 minutes, Circus Sports sponsors those. Let's get our friend Matt Postens in here, heartlandcollegesports.com, heartlandcollegesports.com, uh, and Matt joins us. Matt, and you're 100% right. I saw you tweet this out earlier. I think I'm paraphrasing, but something about quite a coup, uh, getting the uh, the relationship between the Big 12 uh, and Rucker Park. Um, when, when your mark took the job, he wanted to make the conference more hip, and didn't know what it meant when he said it. Didn't know how he was going to pull it off. But I think this might check that box or certainly go a long way to doing so. Uh, this one's got a chance to be really good, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, he 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 certainly believes that basketball is an untapped commodity in the Big 12 and, and really across college basketball. And, you know, I know that he wants to take this conference national. He wants it to be in as many markets as possible. I firmly believe that at some point, he's going to go courting a school or two in that area, maybe a Big East school, to perhaps join the conference as a basketball-only member. But when they did their first big media blitz last year outside of the footprint, the place they went was New York City. Now, they could have you know, done this with Madison Square Garden or his friends at the Barclays Center, and it would have been perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it also wouldn't have the buzz that this does. I mean, to put this in terms that you know, basketball folks maybe don't, or non-basketball folks don't get, this is like Major League Baseball going to Dyersville and playing a game yeah. by the Field of Dreams seal. This is, this, is, this is that kind of thing. You know, this is where Kobe went to legitimize himself as a player in his early 20s. This is where everybody in Harlem goes to play there in New York City. So to, to go in and do a clinic and potentially exhibition games at a place like that, um, it's going to generate a lot more buzz than it might otherwise if they paired with Madison Square Garden or... Uh, Barclays Center. So it's, I don't know if it moves the needle for the conference, but you, you definitely can say they're not trying anything traditional. And I think that's what you would basically call the Big 12 conference over the past 25 years, a very traditional conference that does things in very traditional ways. We're finding out in the first nine, 10 months of Brett Yormark as commissioner that he's willing to do things that are untraditional if he thinks it'll move the needle. And he has certainly done that, and he continues to build the brand and continues to look to expand. We know about the four-corner schools. Ultimately, that's going to come down to what the Pac-12, I think, what they get television-wise. Gonzaga, though. I know your proprietor over there, Pete Mundo, he has not been a proponent of Gonzaga joining this league. You've been on the other side of it, at least trying to talk him down from time to time. Explain your thought process behind that. I have been a longtime proponent. I think Creighton, if you get Gonzaga... Give a call to Creighton. I think that would make a whole lot of sense, too. Where you fall in that in building the basketball brand? Because it feels like your mark. He understands basketball. It's more than just kind of this this extra little fill-in that they throw in there at the end of the contracts. There's a chance to build college basketball and certainly the Big 12 brand. Yeah, and I think if you're going to do that, I think you have to dissuade yourself from the notion that all of your schools have to have all of your major sports. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the crux of this. I mean, if you look at the corner four schools, obviously they play all four sports or all, all the major sports. Arizona would be a big get for basketball, obviously. You know, but I think if you're going to build on that footprint, then you have to look at some of the non-football schools. Gonzaga falls into that category. Crichton falls into that category. Basically, any Big East school falls into that category. I think a decade ago, Wichita State would have fallen into that category. So, you know, if you're going to build that kind of a footprint nationwide and do it for basketball, it makes sense to, you know, bring in two, three, maybe four non-football uh, playing schools uh, that can that can accelerate that profile. It gives you more um, 
gives you more programming to sell to uh, ESPN, Fox, whomever. It gives you more of those big level matchups like, you know, Gonzaga and Kansas on a regular basis, Gonzaga and Baylor on a regular basis, you know, St. John's and Kansas on a regular basis, St. John's and West Virginia on a regular basis. It, it gives you more things to build around. And, you know, I think if, if you're going to treat basketball differently, which it sounds like with the next television contract, that might be where he's leaning. You know, he might decouple basketball completely from the mm-hmm. football contract and try and sell that basketball contract separately. You need, you need a significant amount of teams to, to really make that work. And him being from the NBA world where they have 30 teams in the league, you know, he might be looking at, you know, 20 schools where there's 16 football playing schools and four non football playing schools and turning that into a, a national type of basketball league. Uh, your thoughts on the two teams that survived? We'll get to those in a minute. Which uh, of the Big 12 schools that uh, that made the big dance? I mean, Kansas, obviously, a number one seed. Is it unfair to say, you know what, if Bill Self's there, this team's moving on? He's one of the best uh, X and O coaches uh, in college basketball. Everyone says that. Um, if 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 he was okay, if he if he was you know on the sideline as he was, um, is Kansas still alive? I think so. You know, I I I really do. I mean, you know, Bill's the type of coach that can make those kinds of adjustments late in games. And I felt like you know down the stretch, those last four or five minutes of the game, Kansas's execution in that game really lacked. Um, and it wasn't just players being in the wrong place. I think it was maybe. You know, not calling plays that really, really, you know, supported what they do well. I didn't see the ball in Jalen Wilson's hands a whole lot the last few minutes of the game. I think that might have been a point of emphasis had uh, Bill Self been on the bench. I, I kind of lean toward the camp of, yeah, I think that if he had been on the bench on Saturday that uh, that they'd probably be playing this week as well. I uh, just, you know, he, he's that kind of guy that can create set pieces coming out of timeouts make really good adjustments and, and put his team in a position to win. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunate, the timing of everything that happened, but uh, that's that's kind of where I lean at this point. It's a little unfair to say that about mm-hmm. Norm Roberts, but I, I, I do believe that they'd still be playing if the South had been on the bench. Let's take a look at the two teams remaining, K-State, Michigan State. This one has me incredibly intrigued. K-State opened up as the betting favorite. Now Sparty is the betting favorite in this game. It looks like a coin flip. You have the storylines, the guys going back to New York and playing in MSG. How cool that is for those two K-State kids. Just on and on and on. Great storylines here. This should be a really fun one. What do you see tonight? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, one of those up and down games, honestly. And that, that favors, to me, Kansas State. They like that pace. They like going back and forth down the court. Um I think what's going to be interesting is to see how Michigan State tries to defend Marquise Noel. Um, you know, Tom Izzo is kind of like Nick Saban in that if you give Tom Izzo four or five days mm. to prepare for a game, he'll he'll figure something out. Um, he's just one of those coaches that really understands how to game plan to stop what you do best. So I think, you know, with four days to think about how do you slow down a guy like Marquise Noel, obviously you've got to you got to put a guy on him one-on-one. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if they double-teamed him a little bit, especially once he started getting into the paint and make him give up the ball, which he wants to give up the ball anyway. He wants to kick it to somebody. But make it make him kick the ball out before he actually wants to do that. That's the key with Noel. You've got to make him make it. You've got to get him to make a decision before he wants to make it. That's what Kentucky did not do well the other day. They he got to places in the court where he was able to really just kind of look around and make the right decision every time. Michigan State's going to want to hurry him up by about a half second 
get him to make decisions before he wants to make them so that maybe he you know has a few more turnovers than the five he had against Kentucky on Sunday. But uh, I, I think it's a really fantastic game. And, and, you know, they've got to slow down, you know, Michigan State's three-headed monster from a scoring standpoint. You look at, you know, Tyson Walker, Joey Hauser, and A.J. Hoggard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the three guys that have been driving in the past few weeks. And I think that they've kind of channel, channeled some of that that grief and that pain over the school over the shooting that was up there last month into that into their play the last few weeks, and it's it's one of those communal situations up there at Michigan State right now where everybody feels like they're behind the team for reasons beyond basketball. Uh, Texas, of course, they get Xavier tomorrow. Jack Nunji, we would call him at uh, at Iowa. A lot of uh, folks rooting for Nunji. Love his story. I mean, sad story, but uh, love the fact that uh, uh, he's had success as he's moved on. Texas is uh, one of those teams, right? The guards are playing very well right now. Carr seems to have uh, got it going. Uh, Hunter's Hunter. Um, Texas, I think Texas, of the two remaining Big 12 schools, has a chance to go the furthest. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I felt all along they had the quote-unquote easiest path to the Final Four uh, when the whole tournament started. I just felt like they got a good, manageable bracket in the Midwest. And, and you know, Xavier's a team that I, I think is a good, manageable team for them to play uh, on Friday night. You know, it's uh, you know it's not just the guard play. It's Dylan DeSue. He has played lights out for the past three weeks for this team. Uh, most outstanding player at the Big 12 tournament had a, had two double doubles in the first two games of the big of the NCAA tournament. So, you know, he's kind of come alive. I think Timmy Allen's going to look better this week than he did last week because he's still getting his basketball legs under him. Um, you've got Serge Barry Rice coming off the bench. They've really got six or seven guys that can legitimately hurt you offensively. And the way that they play defense, um, they played it in the late level, and I don't think people really quite. <clears throat> really quite understand that about this team. They are, a, they are a highly elite defensive team that knows how to, you know, like I said with, you know, Marquise Noel, how to hurry players up and get them to make bad decisions before they actually want to make decisions. And, you know, you look at Xavier, I mean, Sully Boom is a tremendous talent, um, but they're they're a really interesting team because their they're scoring is very well distributed, but they're also missing you know, a key piece that, uh, you know, had their head foot surgery uh, here a few weeks ago, and he's not coming back for the rest of the season. That'd be Zach Fremantle, their forward. So they're they're kind of a man down. If you look at how they played against Pitt, they really only played one guy off the bench in that game. So mm. the thing with Texas is you hurry him up, you get him in foul trouble, you get Sean Miller to have to go deeper into his bench, and that favors you from the standpoint of winning that game and moving on. And if the Sioux gets twenty plus, <laughs> as he boy oh boy, why well, that was an eye opener for me. He played, he made himself some money that day. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Matt, thank you as always. Great to talk to you. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem, guys. Thank you, Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. As we take a look at the uh, at the Big Twelve. Well, uh, let's get Trent's plays of the day. We will t- uh, take a timeout. Come back uh, and hear those. Uh, as we wrap things up on a Thursday, it's Des Moines Sports Station, Miller & Condon on Des Moines 106.3. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is... If you sell your home instead of running it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent. 
it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circus Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circa Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call one. tickets today. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell from Elite Eye Care, University Avenue, West Des Moines, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Bell, tell us about vision therapy. Not only are we doing vision therapy to rehab visual issues that are impacting reading, learning, and sports in general, but we're also using vision therapy to enhance visual skills like eye-hand coordination, timing, reaction speed, and overall accuracy and efficiency. To get started with our sports vision therapy, you get a comprehensive eye exam at either of our locations at the Eye Company in Ankeny or in our West Des Moines location. That's Elite Eye Care in West Des Moines and the Eye Company in Ankeny. And online, iDoctorDesMoines1800BetsOff. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final segment, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO Circus Sports. As you just heard the man say, sponsors Trent's play of the day. And where are you going? We're playing all four. Of course you are. We're playing one for one unit and the three others for two units. That's how we're going to do this. Taking the elastic band off the bank. (laughs) Well, we're getting aggressive here today. Kick things off with my one unit play. I'm taking the Zags on the money line. UCLA toss-up game. Now, Mm -hmm. their big guy is banged up if Mm -hmm. he's going to go. And he is questionable for tonight. We know about the other injuries that they have dealt with. Clark, out. Timmy is playing at such a high level. Their front line already was going to have problems. Mm -hmm. Now you throw another wrinkle into this one. And Gonzaga, they've had UCLA's number. Now last year was an incredible game. We've seen these games be really good, really bad. But recently it's been about Gonzaga. I'm just going to play the money line. Plus 105 is where you can get it at Circa. You cannot get plus money anywhere else. How about that? Once again, Circa Sports. I'm also playing money line at Michigan State, K-State. Not dinking around with this point-and-a-half spread. No, no, no. We're taking the team that opened up as the favorite and still should be the favorite. Too much is love. The better team is Kansas State. Give me the Wildcats, plus 110. What can you get at other shops? And minus 100, minus 102, mm. plus 110 at Circle with K-State. That's two units. And then two units on the point spread. Now, I laid this one earlier in the week. It is with UConn, minus the three-and-a-half of the time. You're going to have to lay four. It's still okay at four. I think it's still okay at four and a half. I think this is the better side. I think UConn flexes its muscle. And finally, it's been my favorite pick all week. You know it. Florida Atlantic plus the five and a half. This is more than anything a fade. Tennessee, they can't keep crying out these games. I don't can think they? they can, Trent. I had them going. Well, not that might be. A lot of people had them going out in the first round I, of the tournament. I was all about Louisiana in that right. one. I had them on the money line, had them in the point spread. And I'm going to have a little taste here on the money line, too, with the Owls. Hoo-hoo. 
Florida Atlantic plus the five and a half. UConn minus three and a half. K State and the Zags on the money line. All right, go get them, Trent Condon. You go get Vegas. I will. I'm so can't jealous. wait. I wish, coming, I wish you were coming, man. I wish you were coming. I really do. We'll make a trip soon. Okay. <laughs> Twist my arm. Uh, Murph and Andy, six minutes away. Well, Murph, Andy's in Seattle with the Iowa women. Uh, Miller and Condon, weekdays one to three. Oh, three to six, of course, to drive. Uh, we're uh, 11 to 1, 106.3.